This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Good morning, good morning, Monday morning live. I am so happy to be here, and I am sure you are too. We've all gone through a lot, especially just reading the newspaper, looking at the TV. Oh my God. But thank God there's a place of refuge, and you've arrived. It is Wave 94, 94.1, Escape to Heaven. Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. You know, my question is the mystery. Mysteries might be more appropriate. Uh, who Who's supposed to know the mysteries? And I'm believing the mysteries of God belong to the children of God. And so most churchgoers and do-gooders, right, believe they are children of God. And, and they'll always say, Oh, I'm a child of the king, la la. And, and if you talk to them further, you'll find out it's because of all the good stuff they do. The fact that they don't curse anymore. They don't fornicate. You know, all this work, work, work. Um, what if though there is a spirit, a hidden spirit, a, principality, whatever you want to call it, a demon, uh, unclean spirit, embodying, it, 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 it contains within it three characteristics, and that would be pride, rebellion, and then finally, disobedience. And what this does is one thing that has these three components, it separates people that really wants, or believers that really want to claim that they're children of God, it separates you from your creative right and your new creation position of being a child of God. What if that's going on? And the, the main issue is that we don't know it. Saints, most saints are not really children of God, but instead children of a small G God. Uh, that could be children of um, generational idols. It could be uh, gods that have been served for thousands of years, such as Baal, Dagon, Ashtora, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it could be a small God that you have created that's really separating you from the big God, the universal God, the creator of heaven and earth. And now that we know that that is actually a possibility, what are we supposed to do about it? And just in case you think I made this up, there is a guy in the Bible. His name is Saul. And literally, he became the first king of Israel. And, um, you know, the Holy Spirit came upon him. He was a changed man. He submitted to God initially. But as you read a story, he served well for, I think, 
20 years. That's the part that scares me. Like, suppose we serve God for all these years. And then, you know, there's this one thing inside of us that we never addressed and may not even know we have it. And that's pride, rebellion. Uh, and that makes us disobedient. And that's what happened with Saul. Uh, the Lord viewed the way how he did things, things uh, followed the orders of the Lord from the prophet Samuel. God viewed that as disobedience uh, to the point that the kingdom was taken away from Saul and given to David, a man after God's own heart. And what made David a man after God's own heart was the sure fact that he did not have pride. Generally speaking, he did not have pride. Uh, he did not have the spirit of rebellion. He was always moving to be obedient, generally speaking, to the things of God, always wanting to please God. And so today I'm asking the Lord to teach us in his word how as believers, as um wanting to be a child of the living King, that we actually be that, not assume that, but be that. Because what a shock it would be to uh, leave this planet only to realize that all this time you were not a child of the King. And when you arrive to that door, uh, your name is not written in the book of life because you never stopped and dealt with pride, rebellion, and finally you have been disobedient. And that seems like incredibly horrible, like it's not possible. How could you go to church every week? How could you read your Bible fast, pray, uh, do good deeds and still not be a child of God? Amen. I'm, I am anxious to learn this. So very biblically based today, we're going to run over to Romans, the 14th chapter, which uh, explains to you and I uh, the kingdom of God for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. So it's not materialistic uh, wealth, uh, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So we can stop there. If you're always sad, depressed, ugly, mean, hateful, then guess what? You are not in the kingdom of God. Okay. And uh, you can't get in the kingdom of God really unless you're a child of the God of that kingdom. Ooh. Okay. So for he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by man. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace. And the things by which one may edify another individual. So we are to build people up, right? And that's how you know that, oh, I might be actually living in the kingdom of God. And if I am, even though I'm physically on earth, then it means spiritually, I literally have become a child of God. If we go over to Romans, the eighth chapter, uh, it explains about Children of God, it says in verse number 14, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God or the children of God. And why? Because then the spirit of bondage leaves you, the spirit of bondage to fear, but you instead receive the spirit of adoption 
by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. So let's deal with that. I've, I've given myself to the Lord. I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Then what should I be doing? I should be calling out to God, the Creator, as my Father. And that therein goes that prayer in Matthew, the sixth chapter, about our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. Amen. So that is the prayer that we begin to pray once we have received the spirit of adoption, thus making us children, you know, of the king, I mean, the creator. So deliver us from the evil one, because he's the one that wants to be the spirit inside of you, controlling you, amen? Uh, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen? So we must forgive it continues on to say, forgive men their trespasses so your heavenly father will forgive you. Because if you don't forgive those who trespass against you, then guess what? Your father will not forgive you. And if your sins are not forgiven, then legalistically speaking, you do not have the right to enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus himself, when he was speaking to Nicodemus over in John, I'm getting a little bit off track, but it's all good. Uh, over there in John, I believe the third chapter, uh, Nicodemus came by night and Jesus was like kind of shocked, like, hey, aren't you a leader? And you're saying you don't know this? I mean, uh, Jesus says, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So you and I know you can't enter into something that you cannot see. The word see right now is called, it really means to be aware, to know that something exists. So until you are born again, and Romans, the 10th chapter, let us know how to be born again. Amen. I'm kind of flowing today without knowing it. And uh, it says that if you would confess, amen, um, with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation, okay? So whosoever calls on the name of the Lord, which is Jesus, uh, Yeshua, Messiah, anointed one, that is the individual that will be saved, amen? But then how shall they call on him? And whom they have not believed, and how shall they believe in him of whom that they have not heard? And how can they hear without a preacher? Today, Servant Marcia is preaching, allowing you to know that Jesus exists. Amen. Jesus is the answer. He is our way, the truth, the life, and the way into salvation, into your ability to become a child of the living King, as Romans, the uh, eighth chapter says, for as many as are led by the Holy Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, the children of God. Amen. Over uh, still in Romans, the eighth chapter, we could look at verse uh, 28 and it says how um, 
the reason why we talk about the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit, it is he that helps us in our weaknesses. So the thing that is separating me, like pride, rebellion, disobedient, Father God, right now, I pray for those in radio land, including myself, Lord, if, if the spirit of pride Rebellion and disobedience is in my being, my triune nature. Lord God, I ask Holy Spirit to pull it out, pull it out by fire, by power, Lord God, and allow the Holy Spirit to live and reign in that area inside of me that had those three spirits inside of me, pride, rebellion, disobedient because those spirits will cause your kingdom to be torn away from me just as the kingdom of Israel was torn away from King Saul. Father, have mercy upon us. Hear my plea, O God, in this hour when you are so close to returning, Lord. Let us not live our lives thinking that we're in your kingdom and that we're your children, only to discover that we have allowed three spirits to reign inside us, hidden. Father, lets us address it, pull it out. We divorce ourselves from the spirit of pride, rebellion, and disobedience in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So Romans 8, uh, 28 says that uh, it is the, the, the spirit of God that makes intercession, amen, for the saints according to the will of God. And we already know what God will is. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy what? Kingdom come. Thy will be done. God's will is that none should perish, that all should be saved. And 28 says, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are the called according to God's purpose. So God foreknew you. He also predestined those to be conformed to what? The image of his son, Jesus, that Jesus might be the firstborn among many brethren. So moreover, whom he predestined, those he also called and whoever he called, he justified. Whoever he justified, he also glorified. So glorified means that God's spirit lives inside of you. And God will be glorified by you living the life that the Lord has ordained for you to live. Amen. According to his will. And then who can bring a charge against you? You're God's elect. It's God who justified. Uh, it is Christ, you know, who died for us. And he's the one that would uh, condemn anyone who does not receive him. Amen. Uh, he's sitting at the right hand of God, making also intercession on our behalf while we are here on earth. So who shall separate us from the love of God? What shall you let separate you from God's kingdom? What will you allow to reign and live silently hidden in your spiritual essence, in your soul and in your heart and in your mind? And nobody knows it but you. So what will you allow to separate you from the love of Christ? Amen. Uh, the word of God says tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword. But I'm adding in there spirits that dwell within us. Amen. That we have not yet said, come out, come out, come out. And you can't live inside of me anymore. 
that will separate you from not just the love of Christ, but from God's kingdom, which is eternal. Amen. So we want to be children of God. Now, why is it so important to be a child of the living king? From God's perspective, there are what we call mysteries over in Mark, the fourth chapter. Um, he's talking about how his uh, disciples were wondering why when God speaks to them separately and disciples mean that you are being disciplined, you are learning from Jesus, what Jesus always taught, you know, over in the Bible. And it might also be Mark uh, when Jesus was, um, you know, he was in the wilderness for 40 days. I'm going to mark the first chapter, uh, verse number nine. It came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth, which I've been in that city of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. I was also baptized in the river of Jordan and immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens departing and the spirit descending upon Jesus like a dove. Then a voice came from heaven saying, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Immediately, the Holy Spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness. He was there for 40 days, 40 nights, tempted by Satan, was with wild beasts, and then the angels ministered to him. Now, the most important thing is what I'm going to say next. Verse number 14, okay? Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. So everything that you and I are doing as we're living on earth as saints of God, children of God, hoping that we understand how to be that and retain that position spiritually relates to Jesus what he did immediately after coming out of the wilderness. He proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom of God, saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Amen. And so immediately after he began to manifest, what does it mean for the kingdom of God to be on planet earth? And over on the uh, 23rd verse of Mark chapter one, it said there was a man inside the church. So saints of God, guess where we are? We're in the church. And we, a lot of us have unclean spirits in us. Pride, rebellion, disobedience, those are unclean spirits. And uh, the man said, leave us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, be quiet, come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed and cried out with a loud voice, it came out of him. Amen. Here's what I'm saying to you and I. We must be certain that we're not play acting. Most of us are great actors and actresses. We know how to pretend to be children of God. I am telling you, you don't have time for that. Heaven is real. Hell is real. Both are eternal. 
it is now time that we reckon with ourselves. Imagine if King Saul had not had pride, David would never have come to the surface. King Saul served the Lord faithfully for 20 years, and yet he lost the kingdom. I don't want to be like King Saul. I want to be like Jesus. Amen. And King David could almost be considered a pre-runner, a forerunner of Jesus in that his heart was always inclined towards pleasing God and doing the will of God. Amen. And that's what I'm encouraging us to do today is to deal with ourselves, check ourselves out, make certain that we do not have these spirits inside of us that will separate us from the love of God. But more importantly, additionally, uh, cause us not to enter into the kingdom of God. As, uh, you know, Jesus was telling Nicodemus over in John, the third chapter, he was mentioning how, uh, first of all, you got to be born again. And we, we read over in Romans how to be born again. And then after that, he said, you must, um, be born of the, uh, water, I believe, in the spirit. Uh, that should be in here somewhere. Yeah, fifth verse. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So you must be born again. Okay, we can't play with it. And then what is this mystery that only belongs to the children of God? Uh, Mark, the fourth chapter, as they question, why are you talking to us in parables? You know, uh, Jesus said to them, uh, to you, you being the children of God, the disciples, the remnant, it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But those who are outside, meaning those who have not yet been born again, have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, all things come in parables so that sin they may see and not perceive, hearing they may hear and not understand, <laughs> lest they should turn and then their sins would be forgiven them. So here's one of the parables uh, over in Matthew, the uh, 13th chapter, and looking at verse number 11 through 13, it says how, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries with an S of the kingdom of heaven, but to those that are not believers, that are not followers of Christ, it has not been given. For whoever has to him more will be given to, and he will have abundance, which Jesus brought, but whosoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Therefore, Jesus will speak to unbelievers in parables because back in this day, when Jesus was coming on the scene and introducing himself to the Israelites who actually had the right to receive him, uh, and he always talks about how Jews first, Gentiles second, meaning Jews, those of the Israelite tribes that were trying to hear him, the tribe of Judah. But uh, because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Okay, so that's what that means. So to you and I that say we are children of the living king, then the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, the mysteries of kingdom of God is in fact given unto us. So when anyone hears, this is what happens 
about the parable of the soul. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, doesn't understand it, the wicked one comes and snatches it away, what was sown in his heart. And so this is the one that received the seed by the wayside. Another one, um, he'll receive the seed in a stony place, immediately receive the word filled with joy, yet he has no root in him. So he'll endure for a while, but when persecution or tribulation come, he'll, he'll stumble. He'll move away from the word. And, uh, then you have those that receive seed among thorns. And that's the one that hear the word, but then the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. You know, recently we had this, uh, singer. I can't remember his name. Um, a great singer, uh, married to one of the Kardashian sisters. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden he was singing about Jesus. And, you know, you almost thought that he had been converted. But guess what happened? The deceitfulness of the riches of this world choked him. And all of a sudden he became unfruitful again. He lost his wife. He lost his family. He's not singing about Jesus. But those who receive seed on the good ground is he who hears the word, understand it, bears fruit and produces a hundredfold, 60 and even 30. So that is what the mystery is. The mystery of receiving Jesus Christ, the hope of glory inside of you and nurturing that. That is the mystery. That is the one that will receive Jesus and begin to bear fruit. Over in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, uh, it talks about how, well, let me look at the, the, the second chapter first. So 1 Corinthians, uh, the second chapter, verse number 7, it talks about, um, you hear me turning the Bible, you're listening to escape to heaven, but how can you escape if you are maintaining pride, rebellion, and disobedience? You have to let those go in order to escape to heaven, okay, in order to become a child of the living king. It says, but we speak the wisdom of God in mystery, the hidden wisdom Wisdom, which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, meaning the principalities, the satanic forces, because if they did, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So what is that mystery? Well, when they crucified Jesus, they enabled him to go down to hell to get the keys of death and, uh, and of hell and also to become the firstborn to be raised from the dead by the power of God. And as, and, and those of us that receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then that same power that raised him now resides inside of us. Amen. Wow, that is so good. So when we receive the Spirit of God, amen, then uh, we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words, which man's wisdom teaches, but what the Holy Spirit teaches. Spiritual things. Amen. So, we have when we are born again we receive the mind of Christ amen and the mind of Christ when remember when that day when he was in Gethsemane the garden of Gethsemane and he said Lord 
you know, this is hard. He's bleeding, crying. But he said, let your will be done. And that's what we have to do. Uh, the mind of Christ says the will of God must be done. Okay. Not your will, not my will, not what makes us happy. And then did you know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God, see, that's the mystery that the altar, you know, they're looking for destroyed the temple. Well, the temple now has multiplied tremendously because everyone that received Jesus Christ becomes a temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you. So you cannot defile the temple of God yourself because God, God will destroy you. So the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. So don't deceive yourself. Uh, if you think you're wise, then you'll, you, you'll end up being foolish. So maintain that temple of God, uh, which is you. You are now the temple of God. You are now the altar. Amen. First Corinthians, the 15th chapter, I'll close with this for Jesus. He died. He was buried. He rose again the third day. He was seen alive by his disciples and by more than 500. He was seen by James, his brother. Uh, he was even seen by Saul, who became Paul. Amen. So if Christ has been raised from the dead, right, then we have hope in Christ, not just in this life, but afterwards. Because Christ is risen from the dead. He's become the firstborn of those who have fallen asleep. So since by man, which is Adam, death came, then by Jesus came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, but even so in Christ all shall be made alive. That is the mystery. So each one in its own order. Christ is the first fruits. Then afterwards, you and I, who are not being separated from the love of Christ, then we will also be raised from the dead at his coming. And then the end shall come, which he delivers. Jesus delivers the kingdom of this world to God, the big G, his father, our father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and all power. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be fully destroyed is death. Amen. So that is the mystery. Amen. Uh, there are other mysteries. Okay. The fact that um, our body is sown in corruption, but raised in incorruption or that we were sown a natural body, but then now we are being raised up a spiritual Body and how the first man, Adam, was a living uh, being, but the last Adam, Jesus, became a life giving spirit. Okay? So the first man was made of earth. There go the mysteries. But the second man is the Lord from heaven above, the son of the living God. The DNA of God the Father lives inside of you. Whoa. So we are bearing the image, not just of let us make man in our own image from dirt. We're bearing the image of the heavenly son of man. And that's why flesh and blood 
cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. So here is the mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed instantly from corruption. For this corruptible man shall put on incorruption. This mortal man put on immortality. And then that is when you will have the manifestation of death being fully overcome. We have not yet seen that because rapture has not occurred, but death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, hell, Hades, where is your victory? So the sting of death is sin, but in Jesus, there is no sin. The strength of sin is the law, but in Jesus, the spirit of God now prevails. Thank you, God, for Jesus. Amen. Thank you, because our victory all comes through our Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you so much today for listening to Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. Yes, you can escape because Jesus is our way. God has made the path for us. And now we know that we don't have to pretend to be children of the living God. We can be, and we are children of God. Make up in your mind, ask Holy Spirit to show you if there's any elements of pride, rebellion, and disobedience in you. Father God, today, your servant Marcia asks you, Lord, to release the Holy Spirit upon Radio Land and all those, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, God, rip out the spirit of pride, rebellion, and and disobedience, God, from us, Lord God, and place inside of us the fullness of your Holy Spirit with obedience, love, joy, peace, righteousness, Lord, so that our names remain written in the book of life, God. So when we appear uh, at our moment, God, we are able to enter into the kingdom of God eternally, God, and let us live daily here on earth in your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray, let it be done. I declare and decree as a priest of the Most High, as a king of a royalty of God himself, because that's what you are made. You are made royal. You are priests unto the kingdom of God. Amen. And in my rightful position, Lord God, I declare and decree that those in Radio Land that have heard this word will now eradicate pride, rebellion, and disobedience from their spirit, man, and will walk in obedience unto you, my Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I love you guys, but God, the Father, the Creator of all, He loves you so much more, and He's released this word today to bring you closer to His Son, the path that Jesus has already laid out and gave His life for be blessed, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Anybody want to see your loved ones? Mm, yeah.